Do you need a license to drive a ghost train? What happens if an angel and a demon kiss or f each other? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this, this Paranormal Live! Alright. Hello everyone, welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week, myself and the investigator across from me, Kit Greer Malvena, solve a paranormal case. We investigate a creature, a cryptid, a beast, a story, and come to a conclusion by the end of the podcast as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. How dare you? What? Take the Lord's name in vain. I didn't take the Lord's name in vain. (laughs) Defile the intro questions to the podcast in this manner. We have never before swore, use a curse. I don't think that's true. In the intro, well, I don't know. (laughs) Don't check the record because I might be wrong. Look, everyone knows that sex sells, all right? So if we're starting the podcast, you got to put a juicy little worm on the hook to get people in the door. This is a family-friendly show. We can't be talking about angels and demons each other. What if a dog had sex with a turtle? That's this isn't the kind of sex <laughs> that sells, by the way. <laughs> Normally it's sex between humans right, that yeah. sells. Like sexy dudes, sexy ladies, that's the kind of sex that sells. Sure. Could you bang a tree? Do okay. you think? We must move on. We truly must. <laughs> right. But of course, as a paranormal investigator, I'm a pedant and I have to uh, get across uh, the truth of what would actually happen. Of course, if an angel or demon were to kiss or indeed f*** each other, um, depending on the nature of the intercourse, anywhere from a black hole forming to the second coming of Jesus Christ, he would have to step in and say <laughs> less of this. Yeah, look, I don't want to kink shame anyone, but when the Lord himself has to enter the room and say, that's enough, I, I think it's time to look in the mirror. <laughs> if you're halfway through the act, Barry White playing on your Spotify... Mm-hmm. And he boots down the door with a halo above his head and says, all right, all right, all right, break it up, you too. If you want to make sure you go to heaven, you got to cut this shit out. I know sometimes they say, you know, it must be wrong, but it feels so right. Sometimes it's still wrong, though. Yeah, it is. That's enough silly chat at the start of the podcast. You know, on This Paranormal Life, we like to get into the action. We don't like to talk. We don't like to dilly-dally. We're here today to cover a paranormal story, and that's what we're going to do. I'm shaking out of it. Let's go. Kit, we are in our element today because on this episode, we're going to be investigating a classic cryptid. Oh yeah, love to see it. Uh, Get the rifle out, driving through the forest, got your boys by your side, hunting down a beast in the Pacific Northwest. There's nowhere else we'd rather be. Nothing better. And we've covered some pretty interesting cryptids on the podcast recently. We've covered uh, the Vegetable Man. Mm-hmm. We've covered the Third Eye Man. That's right. Uh, cryptids that... <laughs> None of which turn out to be real, sure. Yeah. But... One of them was a man living in a sewer, and the other one was a carrot. <laughs> sure. And we're going to follow the theme of covering cryptids that people possibly have may never heard of before. <laughs> was that a real sentence? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to possibly have covered the cryptid that have had covered maybe not before ever. Nailed it. Thank you. Let's travel back in time to July 11th, 1972. A simpler time. Everybody knows their neighbors. Nobody locks their doors. That's how safe the residents of rural Louisiana, Missouri feel, at least. There was only about seven phone numbers at the time, so it was really easy to call your friends. Yeah. Tim (laughs) was two. Alice was five. It it was a simpler time. You have to remember the area code, though, as well. Oh, yeah, that was 12 digits long. (laughs) 
It was summer, so the children of the Harris family were at home. The boys, Terry and Wally, were playing outside, and their older sister, Doris, was in the kitchen reading a book. She's far more grown up than those silly boys. She's much happier inside than getting all dirty out in the yard. But suddenly, their laughter was replaced by screams. She couldn't tell if they were being unnecessarily rowdy or if they were in real trouble. But she's the big sister after all. Looking after these boys is her responsibility. So either way, she had to get involved. Doris slammed her book on the table and headed over to the window to see what was causing all the commotion. Hey, knock it off, you two! But when she got to the window, her eyes widened in shock. There, standing on the sidewalk, in front of the house, was an enormous, hairy man, seven feet tall. But it wasn't a man. Every inch of him was furry, from its black gorilla-like fingers to its huge feet. And like we said, this was 1972, so unless this was a promotional guy dressed up as Chewbacca, (laughs) this was a problem. Its toes had sharp claws, almost like a bear. But it wasn't a bear, either. It had weird proportions, too. Big upper body, but short, stubby legs. Its head was massive like a pumpkin, balancing (sighs) on its shoulders. Okay, it's not Chewbacca. And even more alarming, its eyes were huge and glowing a burning amber. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're heading into real paranormal territory now. Yeah, this is outside the remit of a big sister. We're into law enforcement slash military needed. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, uh, it, it escalates very quickly. You're like looking down and like, all right, uh, got some bare feet, some hairy legs. All right, still a bear. Ooh, bit of a man torso there. Uh, that's a bit strange. And ooh, pumpkin head with glowing eyes. All right, I'm going to call the police, <laughs> which at that time was just nine. Mm-hmm. They had not had the one one. Uh, and the 12 digit area code, which were all nines. Yeah. Uh, this is, you, you said it, this is beyond the children. They need to they need to get some help immediately. That being said, as you said, Rory, as a big sister, her duty is to look after her younger siblings. That's why I've been campaigning for years for all uh, eldest siblings to be given a um, pager that is directly connected to law enforcement. I want to put... Um, that was weirdly responsible. That actually sounds like a good idea. Ideally... A deadly weapon in the hands of every, even if it's a small (laughs) child, like a toddler, but if they're five years old, they're still the eldest sibling. Getting further away from it now? Maybe a taser. Maybe a taser. Maybe not a lethal weapon. Bad idea. Although lethal weapon is good branding, so it might be able to sell the whole idea. For a movie it is. Yeah, but it has cachet in people's minds, so people might go for that. You you Um, started with a good idea? I think a toddler would be able to handle a taser. Can we just maybe, I think maybe if we just stick with the pager idea, because that was good, right? So if anything goes wrong, they can call an adult. They can call all the other toddlers to come tase the beast <laughs> if they find one or criminal or pervert uh, in the streets. <laughs> a vigilante squad of children, if to you To tase the pervert or they're calling fellow perverts <laughs> with tasers? God, no. What kind of <laughs> sick idea are you talking about here? We're talking about giving children the ability to defend themselves. Okay. Uh, the previous trial, I just have to qualify. I didn't just pick this idea out of like la la land, like it, it, like just not like a crazy idea. I just came up with on the spot. Uh, we actually had previous trials where we tried to teach children MMA techniques, um, but their their little bodies aren't quite muscular enough to be able to pull off the kind of um, reverse arm bars and jujitsu moves that would be needed to accost a pervert in the street. So, well, I know you're saying that they're not tough enough. 
but I did see a YouTube video the last week of you getting pinned okay. and choked out. That is absolutely off by off a, by a six year old boy off menu and off color. I'll say the video uh, starts with you trying to tase him, missing by. At least a meter. That was a scientific trial to determine the defense levels of said child, which were pretty high, I'll tell you. <laughs> because I took one step into that dojo, and he decided I was a pervert just based on what I looked like. <laughs> he grabbed the nearest taser he could. He used every jiu-jitsu move on me. He was, he, was a, he was a freak athlete, though. Most toddlers wouldn't be able to do that. I love the idea of you uh, in a full gi, by the way. You've given yourself a black belt walking up and down a line of six-year-olds and just going, rule number one, Billy, never let your guard down. <laughs> you did turn, try and knock out this six-year-old. He grabs your wrist, oh! <laughs> flips you like a pancake, and the rest of the kids beat the shit out of you. Which is up because I have the black belt because I invented kid jitsu. <laughs> but the children, the, the, the sensei has become the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the child. The children of the sensei. It's so f***ed. In the, in the lessons where I teach them how to use guns against perverts, <laughs> it's, it's just them making me dance with cowboy revolvers. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a martial art, by the way, anymore. Using guns against perverts? That's not a form of combat. You don't need a belt or a dojo to do that. And that is why we need everyone to sign my petition to make this a legally and nationally recognized form kid, of martial arts. Kid Jitsu? Kid Jitsu. <laughs> okay. Sign up to kidjitsu.com to get your free black belt today and a taser. No age limit applies. <laughs> Unfortunately, these children do not have weapons and they are not trained in the way of kid jitsu. Doris was already terrified just from this thing's appearance, but that's when she noticed what it was holding. It was the limp body of a dead animal. Oh my god. So not only is this thing not an animal, it kills other animals. Yeah, just standing there holding a body in its hands. She wanted to run out and drag the boys inside, but she was too scared to even move. The creature was standing there, motionless. Yeah, at this point, big sister Judy goes out the window. Sacrifice the boys. This thing is terrifying. It's almost like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. They're all just frozen in spa, and it's just hovering, waiting for anyone to make the first movement, and it'll pounce. Christ. But soon, the creature started lumbering away. It ambled down the street and out of sight, the animal dangling lifelessly from the creature's beefy arm. As soon as it was a safe distance away... Terry and Wally rushed inside, slamming the door behind them and shoving the deadbolt in place. What are your thoughts so far, Kit? I know we're moving fast. <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. We're talking about a, a creature similar to Sasquatch, Bigfoot himself. The proportions are a little bit different. And weirdly enough, glowing amber eyes. I assume that's not a poetic description. No, they weren't glowing in the moonlight like a big pizza pie <laughs> they were horrifying it sounds like yeah yeah it sounds like they were almost like lighting up in the daytime god knows what this thing is it's clearly encrypted many other stories that we encounter i don't know globsters for one the paranormal entity at the center of our case even right up to the point of the end of the episode could just be a regular animal yeah uh, I mentioned globsters that turned out to be raccoons, sloths, regular animals. Mm -hmm. There's no goddamn way. This thing either is not real at all or it's 
a never before seen paranormal being. Yeah, because this thing, what, what could it be confused with? A bear, possibly? But the fact that the bear is standing on its hind legs, looking like a dude, and then it walks away on its back legs? <laughs> a bear that stuck its head into a bees hive to get some honey like Winnie the Pooh, I guess, given that it has a pumpkin-sized head. <laughs> yeah. The, I should say this creature did have a little red crop top. Oh. So that is worth mentioning. And there was a Did little, he have a little kind of deep giggle? There was a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a pig and a donkey with him. Okay. Before. Is he or a donkey? Is that what he is? That's what he is. Okay. Because his tail's pinned on. Oh my God. I never got that. That's crazy. Did you know that when you were growing up? It's pretty dark how depressed he was though. Yeah, well, he straight up wanted to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was not in a bad way. And no one seemed to be wanting to help him. <laughs> right, yeah. It was kind of like a side note that Pooh's like, I need honey. And Piglet was like, I'm scared of anything. And Eeyore's like, I'm going to f***ing blow my brains out yeah, if I have guys... to live in this forest one more day. <laughs> what do you do when you can't feel? <laughs> like... <laughs> He's asking questions so big. <laughs> I was like, I personally love books. Christopher Robin's like, this forest is so fun to explore. My house is a pile of sticks and they get knocked down every day. And weirdly, the futile repetition of building something that will ultimately be destroyed every episode is the only thing that fills me with a morsel of joy. (laughs) All right. right. So, uh, cool. Any honey, though, (laughs) Eeyore? Like some honey, bud? Yeah. I don't remember. Could Christopher Robin hear them or were they toys to him? No, he could talk to him. Really? I thought it was more like an Andy Toy Story uh, dynamic. No, no, I'm I'm pretty sure he he explored the woods with him, hung out with him all the time. I'm pretty sure. Wow, he should have got Eeyore some help. <laughs> he really should have stepped in. It turns out it was a pretty um, conservative environment uh, they were living in. It was very much a pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, mental health doesn't exist type uh, forest. Yeah, check on your donkeys, guys. <laughs> Always make sure donkeys. to check in with your donkeys. While this might be the first sighting of the creature, it wasn't the only one. In fact, there were more sightings that same day. Whoa! That very afternoon, a local farmer was out spreading fertilizer on his field, when suddenly his nostrils were filled with an acrid smell. Not the fertilizer? Not the fertilizer, which means it must be really bad because he's spraying <laughs> if a man's liquid, shit. liquid shit. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's not cool. <laughs> Before he can work out what the smell is, he hears the sound of a distant growl. Hello? Who's out there? The man cranes his head backwards towards the southeast corner of the field. Nothing. Looking forward, all he sees are the empty fields. So he makes the choice to cautiously follow the direction of the sound. Sounds like a bad idea, granted, but this guy is a farmer. If this is a wolf or a fox or a coyote, he has to find it because those are the kind of creatures that will eat your animals. He should really think about signing up to kidjitsu.com, uh, getting his free black belt, because whilst kidjitsu is, has the program has been designed with, um, as I say, de-arming um, perverts and criminals, on the spot uh, using the centrifugal force of a toddler yeah uh it can be used by adults as well uh, against uh, beasts i'm a little bit worried if a guy wearing uh, blue dungarees mm-hmm. a straw hat and reeking of liquid shit shows up to a building where they're meant to disarm and kill perverts he is going to be attacked immediately as soon as he walks in the door it is true it is true ever since my incident of getting <laughs> 
He <laughs> burst through the front door. Where are the children? <laughs> Get him! No, no, you misunderstand. I'm here to learn. <laughs> a nine-year-old with a bullwhip gets him in the ass. <laughs> it is true after last week's incident where um, the little f***ing Hercules Billy knocked my ass out cold. Uh, we have had to create a different entrance for adults and people who look like perverts into the Kinjitsu <laughs> right. building. We're kind of on the way to a bit of a Lord of the Flies situation <laughs> in the dojo currently. No adult has been in for several days now, and I think there's some sort of hierarchy forming and some little little person civilization. That's right. The toddlers have established a kind of V-Bucks-based economy inside the Kijitsu training building. Um, but do not be alarmed. <laughs> Kijitsu is still a valid and legal art form. Sign up today. Head on over to the website. Also, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I need to circle back to the fact, did you just say there's a separate entrance for people who look like perverts? Well, <laughs> adults and people who have the misfortune <laughs> to be mischaracterized like a pervert because right. I weirdly know what that feels like. It feels like a f***ing <laughs> little Arnold Schwarzenegger with his biceps around your neck and it feels like your vision closing over and the lights going out. That's what it feels like. So it's like just a separate entrance for people who have like mustaches, lo- love wearing trench weird, coats. like 70s glasses. Yeah, really weird uh, thick rim glasses that bug out your eyes. Okay, I you understand. wear like shorts that are just a bit too short. Right. This is not to be confused with an entrance which admits genuine perverts. God, no! Uh, well, okay, but can you can you see how can the lines... Can you stop confusing the, the, the pure f***ing <laughs> agenda of kijitsu with whatever you're talking about? Uh, all right, all right. We're, we're getting too sidetracked here. Let's try and stay on topic. A farmer in the field has possibly heard a roar, and sure. he's going to find the source And he finds himself woefully un- underprepared in the 1970s without the existence of... Never mind. Suddenly, he hears another rustling. But before he can turn to face the creature, a blinding light flashes in front of him. He's stunned. It's like a flashbang went off in his face. As the spots in his vision begin to clear, he sees a dark figure marching towards the tree line. Hey, what the, what the f- is going on? By the time his vision is fully returned, the creature, whatever it was, was gone. These are just two sightings among many of a creature that would soon become known as the Missouri Monster. Whoa. AKA Momo. <laughs> okay. Continuing along this paranormal life tradition, of course, of having a truly terrifying being summed up into a very glib and less terrifying nickname. Yes, I quite like that nickname. Obviously, taking the Mo from Monster and the Mo from. Missouri. 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 We end up with Momo. Is M-O like the state? Ooh, no, I think no, M-I, M-I possibly. Maybe. No, is that Michigan? Maybe it is M-O. Hmm. I'm not going to look that up. Uh, Momo. Okay. Extremely terrifying beast by all descriptions. Yeah. I mean, first off, let's not f*** about talking about theories and speculation. Let's see what this little bastard is supposed to look like. Kit, here is an artist's interpretation of Momo. Whoa! Whoa, whoa. That's nasty. Definitely giving Sasquatch vibes, but maybe imagine some kind of alien gray in a Sasquatch suit. Yeah. With a 20XL headpiece. Uh, he kind of looks like a big hairy thumb with with arms and legs. 
This is a good artist interpretation. It's quite scary. It's definitely got, it's definitely captured the beautiful and terrifying amber eyes. Yeah, and he doesn't really have like a neck. His head is just a mound that comes out of his shoulders like a dome. I would say uh, he's got giant arms too. It's almost gorilla proportions. Yeah. Where the uh, the gorilla index is, is big here, where his arms almost reach down to the ground. They're so big. I think when you hear the stories that we just talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you in your head, you're like, okay, this could have been a bear. This could have been, you know, a different type of animal. And then when you see the artist's interpretation, you realize you're not getting that confused with any other creature on earth. No, it's it's borderline it from the Adams family. Yeah, this thing is weird looking. Now this image is actually from uh, a website called Cryptid Wiki. Each page actually has a cute little bio for the cryptids. Uh, and I think you might be interested in Momo's. Name, Momo, aliases, Sasquatch, Missouri monster. Oh, so some people actually do even think he's synonymous with the Sasquatch. Yeah, I guess if you lived in that area, you could be like, that's our Sasquatch, Momo. Biological class, mammal. Authenticity status, <laughs> presumed authentic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, also, <laughs> mammal, that's quite a leap. I mean, I guess he does share you a lot of mammal is. traits, but like, that means there's a Momo out there running around with goddamn breasts. <laughs> is that what a mammal means? <laughs> yes, they produce milk. And they've got hair. That's the definition of a mammal? And they produce live young. All definitions of mammals. I did not know that. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with that information. The Momo has boobs. Can we just... Or a dick. Yeah, is this messed up to just like... Do you think you could Google to see if there... Did anyone make an artist interpretation? Like, I don't know why I'm hesitating it is weird. so much. With boobs? Is yeah, that weird? So you're asking if there's a picture of Momo naked. I would just personally love to see it. The only Sorry, thing- that's too strong. That would be interesting. <laughs> Sorry, that's Look too it strong. Now. It would make me horny, is what I, th- I think I was trying to say. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's the thing with when you're talking about a cryptid with a lot of hair. Who knows what's going on underneath <laughs> it? You know? Yeah, that's what they say about me. There could be like eight tits on this thing that we don't know about. Uh, other cryptids on this particular site that are also considered authentic are the Chupacabra, the Loch Ness Monster, <laughs> okay. and the Loveland Frogman. Okay, what is the basis for this authenticity status? <laughs> I love that. Authenticity status, presumed authentic. (laughs) By who? Well, yeah, who's presuming? It's like, I presume it is. It's on the website. We should really change the yes and no portion of this Paranormal Life episodes to uh, authentic or presumed not authentic. (laughs) Or authentic or presumed authentic. (laughs) Yeah, there's no such thing as an inauthentic beast. Uh, Believe it or not, our two sightings earlier weren't even the first time that Momo had been seen. Around that same time, Momo had been seen in the woods. He'd stormed a picnic and eaten all the food. He was everywhere. (laughs) What do you mean to tell me someone got close enough to see him eat their f***ing strawberries and cream in the field? I think that a few teenagers were having a picnic. Uh, Momo came out of the woods. They freaked and ran to the car Uh. and watched as he just ate peanut butter sandwiches and uh, probably drank champagne from the bottle. Yeah, well, I'm starting to understand how he potentially could be confused with a bear because that's bear activity yeah attacking picnics isn't that what the yogi yogi is 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 pretty much known for did he attack a park ranger by any chance yeah i i don't think yogi was known for just walking around with a limp animal corpse in his hands that would be a little bit worrying oh nobody (laughs) cross me or you'll end up like this bozo (laughs) 
That was how he talked, right? Pretty sure whenever I was a baby, someone got me, uh, like one of my aunts or something, got me like a plushie of the park ranger, and I was f***ing terrified of this thing. What a weird choice of all of the characters established in that universe to go for the park ranger. <laughs> Maybe it was just all that was left in the shop that day. Right, not the cute bears that are famous. Yes, like the- <laughs> because I also hated him. I, I, <laughs> presumably after seeing the show, I was like, he's a he's in a position of authority and he's always stopping Yogi from eating picnics. Yeah. Therefore, I hate him. He wants to shut shit down. Why would you give that to a child? <laughs> That's really weird, isn't it? Uh, needless to say, wasn't a fan. The other thing I think I've mentioned before I was mortally terrified of was um, pineapples. I don't think you've ever said that on the show before. Yeah, it was. They're so spiky. I mean, they look like, to be fair, still pretty scared of them. They're, they are pretty, I mean, they're one of the most dangerous fruits, I would say. They're the only fruit that looks like an explosion. <laughs> so as a child, that can be very confusing. It looks like a sea mine. <laughs> so nobody, and I say nobody, ever send Kit pictures pineapple of pineapples. Emoji. Or pineapple emojis or anything, because he'll flip out. As we said, Momo was everywhere. He was in the woods. He was crashing picnics. He was wrecking people's shit. But our next sighting is famous because it's possibly the most credible Momo sighting on record. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One night in 1972, Richard Allen Murray, the chief of the fire department, and a member of the city council was out driving along a dry creek. You don't need to know why he was there. It's not important. The important part is what happens next. This is him talking to the police after the fact reporting it. No one needs to know why I was there. Sure, my car is full of McDonald's Happy Meals, but it was nothing to do with why I was out on my own by the creek. I was out in the forest with 20 crates of jam and a box of dildos. And that's when I saw... Sorry, can we just... Can we just ask a few questions? You have to move. It's not important what I was doing with why the Why did you say it? You could have easily omitted it from the story. It's not important why he was in the creek. What is important is what happened next. As he turned a corner, his headlights crept further up the road, illuminating a silhouette standing in the dry riverbed. It was a huge creature standing upright in the darkness. <gasps> oh my God! Richard slammed on the brakes. He couldn't believe his eyes. He'd heard stories about Momo, but never thought that he would see the creature with his own two eyes. It was just like the others had described, hairy all over, giant head, and the glowing, chilling eyes. Richard didn't know what to do. Should he drive away? Try to run it over in his car? (laughs) Throw some jam and dildos at it? Before he can make a choice, 
Momo's gone. It's like it vanished into thin air. But Richard knew what he had to do. He turned the car around and drove back into town as fast as he could. He swerved to a halt outside the firehouse, where his crew were kicking back, waiting for an emergency. And this was an emergency. The highest level of emergency. He burst through the door. Hey, everybody, grab a flashlight and a weapon. We got a monster to hunt. The firemen stand to attention. Yes, yes sir! Before you can say the words Missouri monster, a team of 25 men were blasting down the country roads, lights and presumably rifles at the ready. Oh, do I sense a dad squad by any chance? I don't want to put the words in anyone's mouth, but if I had to, the words would be dad oh, squad. Oh, here we go. Play the theme tune. Yeah! Let's go. Don't know if there is one, but there is one now. We're going to make one just for this. <laughs> Who's that coming up the hill? Yeah, don't be scared, it's a dad squad. You can run, but you can't hide. Breaking the law to enforce the law, dad squad. Just some dads with a couple of guns, keeping their community safe and fun. Some are married, some are divorced And some of these dads don't have kids at all Because you don't need kids to be a dad You don't have to have a penis or even be a man You just need Levi jeans and to be a little drunk, yeah It's a dad squad, it's a dad squad Vigilante justice in a pickup truck, yeah It's a dad squad, it's a dad squad Dad squad This is where I saw it, boys. Get your flashlights on and spread out. And stay armed. We don't know if this thing's gonna get aggressive. And you know what they say, the best defense is a good M16 rifle with explosive rounds. Richard headed straight for the spot that the beast had stood. And sure enough, there was a set of honking great footprints right there in the dust. The only way a human could leave prints that size would be to wear clown shoes. But these are footprints, not shoe prints. The men gathered to look at the giant prints, shivering at the prospect of coming face to face with whatever had left them. But they bravely followed their chief's orders and started tracking those footprints deeper into the woods. Unfortunately, the prints ran out within a few meters, and despite searching for hours, there was no further trace ever found by the creek. Things started getting heated in town after a year of frightening encounters. The police chief, Shelby Ward, didn't like where things were headed. He could have a real beast of Bladenboro on his hands if enough people got whipped up into a frenzy. And I don't know if you remember the case that we investigated, the beast of Bladenboro, but it essentially resulted in every man in the town just grabbing as many guns as they could and shooting as many wild animals and anything that moves in the forest, saying that they had killed the creature. And it was like a two-foot rabbit. It was a real turning point in American history for the legality of dad squads, ultimately making them illegal. <laughs> yeah. uh, they proved themselves to be too dangerous that day. They were dismembered like the Avengers, split up and sent to different corners of the, the world. <laughs> I can't imagine that all of that was good for the mayor of Bladenborough getting reelected. So I'm sure the local mayor here is thinking about that. Yeah, he definitely is. He decided to assemble the press and go full damage control. Now, now listen folks, I know we're all here getting excited about the thought of this Momo character, but I can assure you what you... 
Sorry, it's hot today. <laughs> God, he's he's passing out before but I our very eyes. I can assure you. God, I'm sweating like a sinner in church. The thought of this momo. Listen, <laughs> is he not from around here? Is he not used to the heat by now? He's the mayor of the fucking town. How is this? It's a heat wave, don't you see? This mayor is seven foot tall, hairy as all hell, glowing orange eyes. I'll tell you what, my kijitsu fucking alarm bells senses are tingling right now. He did come in through the pervert door, which is worrying. Weird way to start a press address. <laughs> he arrived at the front door and said, you got a door for perverts around here by any chance? And I said, yes, of course, brother, around the corner. Wait a minute. Let me start over, folks. <laughs> Listen, I know we're all here getting excited about the thought of this Momo character, but I can assure you what we're dealing with here is just a black bear, a normal woodland creature like Winnie the Pooh. It's not, no, it's not at all like Winnie, sorry, putting my hand up here. Yes. Mayor, it's nothing like Winnie the Pooh. The man in the back, yes, you have a question for me, the mayor. As I say. Go ahead, go ahead, son, speak, speak up I've now. said it twice now. It's nothing like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, it's very deadly. Could someone get this young man a microphone? I can't hear, I can't hear the faint, I, can't, I don't have the faintest of what he's saying. <laughs> Sir, you are, sorry. I can see a dead animal poking out from your back pocket. Is that a... Is that a squirrel? Did you kill a squirrel on the way here today? Yes, I did kill a squirrel. Just to show you an illustration of the only type of beasts that we have to be afraid of here, which is the nuisances in our local park. And ladies and gentlemen, if this little rodent is the only creature that is wandering around this here town, then we have nothing to could be you, afraid you're of. You're wearing giant sunglasses. Could you please, <laughs> could you lower them slightly so we can see your, your, your eyes? Your eyes seem very bright today. Mayor, sir. Well, no, I don't want to take those off because I had a very late night and I, I would, you know what, it is my right as mayor. I'm just going to come out and say it. They're glowing. Your eyes are glowing. Your sunglasses are barely hiding the, the, the f***ing amber glow. Oh, really? Well, accusing me of having glowing eyes is, I'm pretty sure someone said that's something that uh, Momo would do. You what? wouldn't happen to be Momo, would you, sir? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm a guy. Well, I think that... Uh, <laughs> I think that you might be the beast itself. So was that itself. a snarl? <laughs> was that a snarl, Mayor? No, I'm coming down with something. I'm quite poorly. I believe I may have been poisoned by one of my constituents. And and because of that, I believe this. I think it's time to wrap You're, this press conference. <laughs> wrap the press conference up now. Can everyone not see the hair? The hair is pouring out of his clothes. <laughs> There's a guy beside you. Will you shut the f*** up? The mayor's trying to tell us something. <laughs> Craig is an old man. Don't be such a fucking asshole. <laughs> Can't you see he's been poisoned by one of his constituents? He made that up. <laughs> he said he was pearly and then accused his townspeople of poisoning him. Everyone get out of here. Get out of here now, y'all. <laughs> yes, sir. His voice is changing. Get out of here. But our story doesn't stop there. Despite the police chief being adamant that there was no Momo, the public weren't ready to give up so easily. Those footprints found by the search team were quietly and efficiently replicated in a plaster cast and sent off to experts. The plasters were sent to Lawrence Curtis, the director of the Oklahoma City Zoo. If anybody is able to identify these mystery footprints, it's this guy. That's a great idea. Right? If the police aren't going to handle it, if the government isn't going to handle it, it's time to take matters into your own hands. I've been saying this for years. 
in Vigilante Justice, Anarchy, Defund the Police, ACAB, Bernie <laughs> Sanders for Prez. Let's go. Those are a lot of just different things. You just threw a lot of shit out there. Coney 2012, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. only live once. Ba da da da, I'm loving it. <laughs> Socially conservative, fiscally fing kid jitsu. <laughs> That's right, children running the police state. After a long time examining the plaster casts, he finally came to a conclusion. Well, two conclusions. Because I found multiple sources online claiming different things. <laughs> Great. One source says that he concluded that the tracks were left by a species of ape yet unknown to science. Oh, whoa, that's quite a conclusion. Right? The other source said that he declared it was a hoax. Okay, so I was hoping that at least the hoaxes would broadly overlap, um, right. but they are actually opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, you were hoping it would be like one conclusion was it was a, an ape that no one had ever seen before, and the other conclusion that it was a f***ing octopus no one had seen before, or something, you know, still an animal. Totally. Yeah. And at least hopefully a cryptid, but no, he actually said, potentially, by one account, this is all fake. Yeah, yeah. A hoax, which actually means someone is going out of their way to defraud the public here. And the creature's excrement, the, the sample of the feces, what was what was that? A pine cone? Oh, right, you don't think he eats pine cones and then maybe is there a trace of the DNA possibly on the cone? <laughs> no. And the excrement left at the scene, we all know it was human shit and <laughs> I found Chipotle in it and I saw the Chipotle <laughs> wrappers in your car on the way over here. Ah, I see. There are all sorts of conflicting information out there. Some say Momo was an aggressive extraterrestrial that held the town in its clutches for a year, but the majority of accounts maintain the fact that he never acted aggressively to any human, so it's hard to know really what the truth is. Unless you count eating your picnic aggression, which I do as a picnic fan. The thing is... And a hater of the park ranger. <laughs> the people of modern-day Louisiana don't believe in Momo anymore. He's not immortalized by a festival like Mothman or the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins. He's kind of a creature from the past that people have really moved on from. He hasn't been seen or sighted really since these original encounters. That's really interesting. Like, what makes a cryptid have lasting power? Yeah. I mean, one thing I think is really interesting is this popular idea that he's not a cryptid from this Earth, that he actually is an extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. If you remember the story where he was spotted in a field by a farmer, he essentially tossed a flashbang in the farmer's eyes before running off into the fields. That's something that the Loch Ness Monster doesn't really do. Yeah. They, they don't have military equipment at their disposal. I don't think he did throw a flashbang, but there was something that caused the, the man to be blinded, mm -hmm. which is not something that any animal on this earth can do. Believe it or not, Momo is popular enough that an entire movie was made about him in 2019. Wow, surprisingly recent. And it's a pretty cool idea for a movie. It's like a blend of documentary and kind of horror action movie. So it's set up like it's a documentary, but then I think there's like a turn of events where it becomes a real movie. Got you. Kind of a confusing format. Uh, but I figure we could watch the trailer because it's even interesting to see how people have depicted Momo in the media. Yeah, I'd love to see that. All right, check this out.
It was in the afternoon, and Doris uh, Harrison, who was 15, was watching her siblings, Terry and Wally, who were out in the backyard playing. They were eight and five, and they were playing with their dog. They were enjoying themselves until they uh, smelled something strange, something really strong and pungent, and heard some rustling amongst the tree line. They screamed. The Doris looked out the bathroom window and saw a creature. Similar beats and story to the one we told earlier. Mm -hmm. was supposedly large, and he was supposedly hairy. Getting a little further now from the documentary style of... Uh... Right, it's starting to look somewhat like a... A B slasher movie. 1975, a film crew set out to make a movie about another famous hairy monster, Momo, Missouri's own monster. The film crew shot and edited the film, but for some unknown reason, never released it. All right, men, we're about ready to do something that's never been done before. We're going to go out and try to flush Here's out. Here's the dad the squad. Here's the dad squad. We're talking about 30 men with rifles in the dark. Oh, yeah. Fucking out of shape, cowboy hats on. <laughs> Look like shit. Massive beards. <laughs> Whoa, it's turning quite Star Trek. We're getting sci-fi noises, <laughs> flashing lights. And, oh my God, a UFO crashing to Earth? There is an actual Predator-style capsule crashing into the jungle. <laughs> Fair play. I would watch that for 30 minutes. I mean, you know what I mean? It's interesting to see. We've told a few stories, but um, it's cool to see Momo kind of brought to life. They're really doubling down on the UFO thing. At one point, a spaceship was seen hovering around the Earth in space, and then it crashed into a field and exploded. And then Momo was like jumping out of trees with glowing red eyes. Maybe if the Predator movies hadn't existed, that would have been um, more inventive. So short of us just sitting down now and watching the entire horror movie, that wraps up our investigation today into Momo, the Missouri monster. Wow. Thank you. Uh, really fun to, as you say, just, just classic TPL vibes, man. Right. A weird cryptid. Uh, her, I mean, kind of harassing a town. He didn't really do anything. Well, you say that, but we need to really, really focus on the picnic because All right, have I you ever had a picnic, picnic before? Uh, yeah. It takes a lot of time and preparation to take a picnic basket, fill it with your favorite snacks, let it be known. Not just any old stuff. Sure. Cheese, make, a, a make charcuterie a, board, maybe. A, a, a flask of tea. Yeah, at the perfect temperature to be taken on such a picnic. And then you sit down, you invite your friends, your family, your loved ones. And you sit down to enjoy a delicious meal. And then this this bear wearing a tie and a hat. I never said that. Comes along with a companion. <laughs> no. And eats the picnic. Do you know how f***ed up that is? The only thing is, I mean, if you look at any of our other cryptids, the third eye man hit another person with a lead pipe and almost yeah. killed them down in the sewers. Yeah. So I think Momo munching on your ham and cheese sandwich is not really, I wouldn't say terrorizing the town and causing mayhem. I mean, he did apparently kill that animal, whatever it was. I think it was a dog and was just walking around with it in his hands. But similar to Ingrid Cold, I get a feeling like this, this dude or this gal Momo doesn't really know what it is or what it's doing. It's kind of just lumbering around, you know? 
You know, it is really true in that sense. It is a bit like the third eye man in, in that it's just minding its own business for the most part. And hell, if you gave Momo a lead pipe, it might smack someone. It's true. That's why we can never do that. <laughs> uh, I think the the damning points of this case are the fact that even though apparently it was seen a few times and the plaster cast was shown to experts, I couldn't find really any pictures or video evidence of the creature and the fact that the people of Missouri don't even really believe in him anymore. Right. Uh, it's not, I mean, they are the ones that should be the ones who still believe in Momo, but they aren't. Yeah, if they don't even want to celebrate that history, kind of suggests there's not a lot there. Now, I know some people listening to the podcast will immediately say, Rory, are there any similarities between Momo and the Dublin Gorilla Man? We're talking about a hairy creature here. No one said that. No one said that. It's just, I think it's probably a question that would pop into the minds of some people if they want to know about the cryptid that I Can't saw. imagine why they would bring that up given that they've never heard the, 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 the non-story. It's true. Um, but just to clarify, no, he's nothing like the Dublin Gorilla Man. Well, I won't well, go into the detail. boring comment yeah. you think because they both, sounds like, don't exist. <laughs> well, I saw one of them and it was a Momo, so. In your dreams or whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. If you if you do want to hear the Dublin Gorilla Man story, we'll probably, there's a chance, just a chance, we'll be telling it on our UK live tour. There's a chance that if I happen to be at the toilet, Rory might, in poor taste, take the opportunity to tell the people who in attendance the story. I hired the third eye man to show up <laughs> on stage and knock out Kit with a lead pipe so that I can tell the Dublin Gorilla Man story before the end of the show. <laughs> and then I'll drag your lifeless body off. Um, look, I don't think we need to dilly-dally anymore. What is your conclusion today on Momo? Uh, is it a no-no? Extremely, extremely captivating creature, encrypted. Uh, really enjoyed the testimony and the story of what happened in Missouri at the time. Uh, yet, as you say, we're left with absolutely no choice. No evidence means no-no. It's a it's a no-no this week, unfortunately. But hey, always fun to sit down and investigate a cryptid, especially one that I had never even heard of before. This was totally new to me. I gotta be honest, I thought I had heard the name Momo before, but is that a name that's used for an, another beast? So, Momo is also the name of a really terrifying image or, ah, or, yes, or that's creature. It, that's it. And it was called like the Momo Challenge. And it went viral because it was basically some weird f***ing internet thing that uh, kids would do like the Momo Challenge. Where Momo, which if you Google Momo. It just you, looked like the girl from the ring but in cartoon form. Right? In like a bird, but a weird bird. Okay. No, it was based on a, an art piece. I think oh. it was maybe done by like a Japanese artist. Like this cool, I mean it's a, it's terrifying to look at but the idea was that this image this character was like telling kids giving kids challenges oh. and it would be like you know go outside pick a flower that looks like this and then the last one would be like kill yourself okay jump off a building you know and it was you know i think it was one of those things that was just like the media just blows shit out of proportion for sure like, i didn't mean for it to go so crazy it was just like a fun little thing to you do created on Momo. no i didn't i just we're going to, let's move past it because I don't want to say anything that I will regret. Um, all I'll say is most of the challenges were pretty fun. And then you throw in one as a joke and everyone takes it out of the proportion. Yeah. Most of them are like super fun. Like, like read me your parents' credit card numbers. Make sure to uh, dump all of all your most valuable possessions outside of this address. <laughs> Stuff a potato in your dad's exhaust pipe. <laughs> 
Uh, and then it got turned into this whole PR spin war, and I come out looking like the bad guy. All of a sudden, my picture is is being broadcast on the BBC, and they're like, this f***ing bird-like bug-eyed freak is telling kids to do weird shit. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this hideous computer-generated image of a freak was being used. That's just me. That's, That's my just- graduation photo. <laughs> um... Look, that rounds up today's episode into Momo. It is a double no-no, but thank you so much to Amy Grisdale for researching this week's case, and thank you to Louis Blatherwick for editing. Guys, as we mentioned, if you want to hear the Dublin Gorilla Man story, if you want to talk to us about Momo in person, there's a way you can do it. We still have tickets available for our TPL UK live tour. Holy crap. We are going to be playing in... Belfast and Glasgow, Manchester and London are already sold out, but check it out if you're in the area, if you want to come along, if you want to hear a paranormal tale and find out what the dice of death truly are that you need to, how do they get tickets, Kit? Head on over to thisparanormallife.com forward slash tour to get ticket links to them all. Um, if you missed out on London and Manchester, Hard luck, bud. (laughs) Uh, But I would say Belfast and Glasgow are fantastic cities. Am I going to tell you to get on your goddamn bike and travel for once in your life to one of these other cities? Not necessarily, but there are tickets available for those other shows. Uh, And if you really uh, want to make London and Manchester, you know, hop on the waiting list on the Dice app. And who knows, a ticket might come up. Uh, But Belfast and Glasgow tickets are moving fast. They are still available. Check them out. It's going to be a great time. I should actually, PSA, should say, they're probably, I've been talking to the venues, there may not be on the night, venue dependent, a separate entrance for people who look like perverts. Uh, I've been working really hard to make it happen, uh, but uh, truthfully, I just cannot (laughs) guarantee that, because granted, me and Rory's security detail is little Hercules Billy, um, yeah, we have a team of, his, of kids. Yeah, who at the top of the kid jitsu class, um, they will be our personal security detail, and they will be on high alert for anyone who looks weird uh, to beat the shit out of them and taser them. We can guarantee they will not have lethal weapons. It has not been legally cleared yet. But they will have weapons. They will have weapons. They will have a bullwhip and a taser. <laughs> and we're actually trying out knuckle dusters and nunchucka this week. So okay. they may be trained at the time with that. Billy's a goddamn natural. He picks up anything just like that. It's crazy. Um, I'm actually, he sounds dangerous. I'm trying to get um, clearance with the government to um, give him ninja stars. I mean, that sounds like a bad idea, right? So How old is he, did you say? Three, three and a half. Yeah, and he's actually one of the older uh, <laughs> members of the class. So he's going to be a head of security. So just just what I would say is don't look too weird. And that's yeah. probably the safest way of getting around it. But hey, you know, I could use this as a big PSA to, you know, why not learn your own defense techniques um, against Billy? Uh, that sounds like a bad idea. Over at kidjitsu.com, sign up to a class, get your black belt um, and get your training classes because he's tough. He's really, really tough. And I, I and I fought him recently as is well i'm willing to admit it now he beat the goddamn shit out of me and uh <laughs> you're not willing to admit it now you've admitted it like four times on this podcast he's very strong it sounds like the ninja death stars it sounds like more than anything you just want someone to get rid of billy it just feels like it's he's not done about security training once or twice for us before and you know three and a half year olds are fickle and he likes rory more than he likes me yeah he thinks i look a little weird because i come in through the front door 
looking like a normal person. I just want to be sure that I don't get attacked. But so I go through the side door and then he just assumes that anyone who comes through there is a pervert. Because no, you called it the pervert door. You getting so it. blown out of proportion. Just head on over to thisparanormallife.com forward slash tour. Head over to kidjitsu.com to get trained up in kidjitsu, the best MMA. It's going to be... Billy's going to be dominating the UFC in a couple of years. It's, he probably is. All right, we have to move on. If it sounds too dangerous to attend this Paranormal Life live tour, don't worry. Don't worry at all, because there's an easy way that you can get access to additional episodes of this Paranormal Life, and that's on Patreon.com. By signing up with as little as five bucks, you can get access to bonus episodes. We have another weekly show that we do every Friday called The After Party. And there's a ton of cool rewards. We have a collector's coin made of actual gold and silver. We are doing raffles where we give away genuine paranormal artifacts used on this paranormal life. And of course, you can also earn yourself a custom shout out at the end of the podcast. Which is what we're going to do right now. Let's go. Thank you so much to Charlotte Johnson Walker. Charlotte Johnson is a walker. Doesn't matter what's happening. Doesn't matter if she's in a relay race. Doesn't matter if she is trying to escape from a serial killer. Walks. Doesn't matter if she's at the altar about to get married. She's going to walk. That's the only time you should be. You should, you should walk then, right? Not away from the altar. When they ask you, do you, do you, I do. <laughs> she walks out. That's a baller move. I love it. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> walks away. <laughs> what? Thank you to Megan E. Dennis. Megan E. Dennis is an e-menace. That's right. She is sending spam emails. Whoa. She is trying to steal people's credit card information. She is a- an e-criminal. We tried to email her just to say thanks for the uh, the Patreon subscription. And my bank accounts were cleared. <laughs> it dropped to zero. That's mad. Which, no, sorry, I'm just checking again. Um, she, no, that wasn't her. She just replied saying, you're welcome. My bank accounts were zero. Oh, they were the zero whole, anyway. They were all, already. One of them's in the negative, pretty bad too, actually. So. So you're just in debt. So that's nothing to do with her. Yeah. Okay. I might need some cash okay. from you. <laughs> that was a funny little laugh to kind of belies the fact that you were being serious. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh man, I'm going to need some money. Hooey! I need I need money right. now. You, They'll you break my legs. Because people were literally reading out the names of the people who are supporting us financially. We have to move on. Okay. Thank you so much to Noah Vandenbush. Noah, do you know a way I can get my hands on some easy cash? Because there are he's some men out there that will break my legs. He's the... It will break my legs, Noah. This is distasteful because people have literally already paid us, and that's why we're shutting them out. Uh, of course, yeah. So he is like, they're giving us money. Yes. But m- more, Noah? More? Because what you've given simply isn't enough. Not necessarily. Okay, that's rude. I'll ben. sell you my teeth, Noah. Thank you to Emma Winkworth. <laughs> Emma Wink, how much are you worth? Is it a lot? Because yeah. right. I need cash. I'm seeing you're kind of one track minded. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to like. It feels like you've just realized you're in debt, and Emma is not the person to turn to. Just because she, she just from a professional standpoint, that's a bad thing to do. Yeah, and I don't want like everyone's message to be the same. They're supposed to be personal message. Yeah. So, so like, Emma, Emma, how much do you spend a week? Okay. Is it a lot? Because Daddy needs money, Emma. I need. <laughs> right. I'll sell Emma. you my teeth. I think we just... I've still got a few left. Weird thing to... Sorry. <laughs> you told me they got pulled for having holes in them. Thank you to... There's co- a hole in my f***ing wallet. That's <laughs> why they got pulled. Stop spending money then. 
Thank you to Comrade Allen. Comrade Allen, come right out and say it then. Punk, drop a pin. Oh! Fight me. Ding, ding. Uh, unless you are located far away because I can't afford a flight. But maybe Kit can. Maybe Kit can. So if you drop a pin, Kit will be there at least. And he might bring Billy. So better watch out. Thank you to Heather. Heather can control the weather. But only by like a tiny amount. So if it's like sunny, she can make it like a little hotter. It's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't change at all. So it doesn't actually <laughs> she can change shit. Well, she can tweak it a little bit. So if it's like, if it's a blizzard coming down, she'll be like, check this out. And then it'll maybe get, sometimes get a little heavier. This is not, or this not, is not a par. I'm sorry to she, say. She yeah, didn't make the X-Men, but she's, she's on backup just no in shit. case, just in case they need her. Thank you to Edward Louis. Ed the Fed, uh, he goes through life doing everything as if he's a federal agent. Um, no right. one has the heart to break it to him. He, he, he just isn't. He's, he's, he's currently a sandwich artist in Subway, but he does it with the f-ing efficiency and motivation of a federal agent. Yeah, even at two years old, he was like kicking down doors, being like, freeze, I'm going to have to confiscate some booby milk. And it's like, just, no. How, how are you saying so many words? You're a, you're a baby. <laughs> 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 Where'd you get those sunglasses? His, his dad was like, oh, got your nose, Eddie, got your nose. Father, you were, you were in possession of contraband. <laughs> you were in possession of federal contraband. <laughs> <laughs> Talking into his milk bottle. We got an M41, confiscated police equipment. The nose is missing. I repeat, the nose is missing. Over. Thank you too, Jamie Matthews. Come on down to Jamie Matthews Bathrooms. We got every type of bathroom you could do with. Uh, we got... How many kinds are there? Big kinds, little kinds, cardboard boxes. <laughs> That's <laughs> just a little a- joke. Um, <laughs> we have ones with toilets, without toilets, with sinks, without sinks. Some of them are just rooms. Okay, <laughs> not a bathroom then. What, what are the ones without toilets? Where would you go to the bathroom? In the shower. If you uh, just need to urinate or... I don't really need to get into the technical biological details of it all, but you can technically... Do everything you need to do down a shower drain. <laughs> I insist we move on. This does not sound like a place that sells bathrooms. It sounds like a, a building with a shower in it. Thank you to Devin Putman. Come on down to Devin Putman's putt-putt. Man, it's mini golf, but big. <laughs> so it's not mini then. It's borderline huge. It's a regular golf. But like mini, so it's like, you know, mini golf. The courses are like sm- small. They're small, right? That's the whole point of them is they're so tiny if it were mini golf but it's huge it's you know it's borderline too big like you can't even see the hole okay it's overwhelmingly large we use comically (laughs) oversized drivers you're gonna have a good time thank you to joe morrison jay maury lives in a quarry you know some people like the seaside some people like the countryside some people like i don't know astronauts like space or whatever he likes rocks i don't think you say astronauts like space i think it's their profession that they that they are up there. I mean, I, I'm sure they don't do that face. Don't do that face. I, mean, I guess they do like space. I'm sorry. I called you. I was a bit too harsh on you there. I'm sure they like space. Yeah. That's why they spend so much time there. And this person lives in a quarry. Mm-hmm. Do they like it? Yeah, they love it. They like, why else would they be there? <laughs> why the know. hell would anyone be where they don't want to be? Just be, if you like rocks, I'm here now. Joe. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so he just likes rocks from the quarry? Like sleeping on them, likes eating them, likes drinking them. Okay. Uh, likes everything to do with rocks. This might be a cryptid. <laughs> Thank you to Joe Interante. 
Joe, there's no rhyme scheme here. Do you just know where a guy can get some scratch around here? Because I just looked down and Rory's not wearing shoes, I just realized. So I guess this money situation is dire. That's why I'm asking so bluntly. It's pre- I mean, it's bad if Kit is having to ask on my behalf. Um, ironically, I didn't have shoes when I had money. Oh. So that that's not an Your indication feet look of like how... Your up hobbit, <laughs> hobbit feet as well. Yeah, because I'm ready for an adventure at any time. The only thing I don't have is Hobbit gold. <laughs> Did they have gold? I didn't read the books. Thank you to Kina G. Make sure to pick up a can of Kina G's Energy. Kina invented their own brand of energy drink, which is like 12 Red Bulls compressed into a f***ing Tic Tac. Jesus. That sounds like an illegal drug. Yeah, it's, I guess it's not really a drink now that I think about it. Because when she gave it to me, she was like, here it is, and like put it down and like crushed it up into like a little powder and we like formed a line and snorted okay, it. Okay, so this is not an energy drink. And also, why well, I just ask how much it costs? Because I'm starting to see where your money might be going. No, no, no. Like, I'm barely addicted to them. So you are addicted. Barely, though. Thank you to Amanda Smith. Amanda Smith, I have a surplus of this f***ing powder that you can put in a line and it's like an energy drink. You're going to want some of it, honestly. It's like it's like a lot of Red Bulls, but instead of drinking them, they're drugs. Amanda Smith is actually um, a pretty famous blacksmith as well, known for smithing tools, swords, hammers. Nice. She makes hammers with hammers. So kind of ironic. If you're ever looking for Amanda Smith, Amanda Smith, why not Amanda? Who isn't a man? Who might be a woman? Thank you, lastly but not leastly, today to Brandon Ray. Brandon Ray Gunn, Zap Zap, obviously known for creating his own type of sci-fi weaponry, which, yes, we have um, deployed to all of the young recruits at Kid Jitsu, the the Kid Jitsu Dojo. Um, So you might be seeing some of those those ray guns in action at the This Paranormal Life live shows. It is actually a pretty interesting way we've managed to finance the whole Kid Jitsu program is that the government pays us to test weapons well, get the kids to test the weapons, really, I guess, if you look at it that way. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's not a joke. It's just the facts. <laughs> it's true. So, um, you know, the good thing is as well is if a kid is, you know, hit by one of the weapons that we are talking about now, a stun gun, mm-hmm. um, a metal pole, you know, there's, there's, a pro- there's problems that the parents get involved. You know, yeah. there's all these legal issues. Kid gets hit with a ray gun. He turns to dust. And you open a window, <laughs> problem solved. So the, the parents the kids still gone. ask questions, but... What are they going like, to do? Yeah. Uh, uh, Trevor who? No, we didn't... Kit, do we have a Trevor here? I don't think we had a Trevor. Uh, no, uh, it's so dark. <laughs> Trevor? No, I'm pretty sure Trevor walked home with, with Billy earlier on. <laughs> it's like, I have a dash cam and I have a video of me dropping off. Zap him! Zap him, Kit! Come here, you little... <laughs> it's like a laser from Halo. (laughs) (laughs) The parents are ducking for cover. Get back here. It takes two hours to recharge. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed our investigation into Momo. I'm distracting the parents while Rory is charging a laser cannon in the back of the room. There's like (laughs) like 60 pieces I have to assemble. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. So as you can see here, these are just some of the facilities we use. The parent steps to the side and blasts a hole through my chest. Oh! oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm coming, Trevor. I'm coming. <laughs>
Trevor's waiting in heaven to beat the shit out of you. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We'll be back Tuesday with a brand new episode. We will be back Friday for the after party. And we will be, of course, supplying you with your bonus episode this month. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye-bye. Who's that coming up the hill? Yeah, don't be scared. It's a dad squad. You can run, but you can't hide. Breaking the law to enforce the law. Dad squad. Just some dads with a couple of guns. Keeping their community safe and fun. Some are married, some are divorced And some of these dads don't have kids at all Because you don't need kids to be a dad You don't have to have a penis or even be a man You just need Levi jeans and to be a little drunk, yeah It's a dad squad, it's a dad squad Vigilante justice in a pickup truck, yeah It's a dad squad, it's a dad squad Dad squad